five minutes, guys. Why am I Japanese? Remember when you said, please tell me when I'm racist? Yeah. It's it's one, it, of those one of those things. Thank you. Welcome the commune. Improv in art form unto itself. The most important thing is don't think. You don't think, you don't memorize. You don't get paid. It's so true, but isn't that kind of fun, too? Are you working right now? Are you applying for anything? Uh, unemployment? Hummus and chips? Hummus and chips? You pick one person, you say the first thing about them that comes to your mind. Connor, go! You're fat. You're dangerous. You're a little slow. Uh, this game hurts my feelings. It's a great paradox of Weekend Live is was it good and no, You should well. not have said that in your audition. I think that's <laughs> I called you Finn. He's bringing producers from Weekend Live. Hey, Jack, don't pull some showboat. What are you talking you about? You know you always do that. Anyone from the industry shows up, you turn into a one-man audition tape. This is a new program we're working on right now called uh, Cabs for Dads, but my, my critics like to call it Obamacare. Hello, and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast of Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 94. Holy and shit. And my name is Scott. My name's Jared. My name is Michael. I'm Tim, just uh, in for a little, oh, sitting y- in here. You're in for the first segment? A little bit. That's nice. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, as well as the week in film news, before our featured review of Spectacular Creatures. And uh, no, he- where he- to see them? Heavenly Creatures. Ooh. Incredible very monsters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fantastic. Little Monsters, I think, with Howie Mandel oh, and uh, Fred Savage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that movie's dumb. <laughs> Wait, that was Howie Mandel? He's under the yeah. bed, right? It's Holy a monster. Holy shit. Yeah, I yeah. loved that movie when I was seven <laughs> or eight. So uh, uh, maybe, unfortunately, we are reviewing Fantastic Beasts <laughs> and Where to Find Them from director David Yates. What do you mean, Unfortunately. Well, maybe it'd be cooler to review our little monsters <laughs> <laughs> next time <laughs> on a slow week. Yeah. Uh, so you can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes or through the podcast software of your choice. Uh, when you go to iTunes, there's some things you can do, right? Five star review. You know, kind of, kind of. You might act. You might want to do it. I don't know. You, like you might want to give it five stars. Yeah, recommend it. If you want to give it five, give it five. Yeah. If you want to give it four, give it four. Recommend it. If you want to give, give, give it anything else, just still keep, give it yeah, a five. Yeah. Keep it to or, yourself. If you want to give it four, give it five. And then in the box, <laughs> want to give it three, give it five. <laughs> we are, we're going to get some recipes going in the uh, <laughs> in the old comment box. What do you guys feel like this week? Tim, oh, um, the snack to post. I mentioned this to you the other day, but it seems like fajitas. We and talked. I, and yeah, have you brought this up on the podcast? Okay. Literally, we've had this exact. So how do we? How do right. do we want um, like special fajitas or? No, no. If it's already been done, then we'll. We, find we've had a conversation new. about how fajitas. You never see them at the restaurant anymore. It is a sad reality. <clears throat> I'm glad you bring it up because there's some truth to it. Then it, I feel like uh, when was the last time you saw someone walk through a restaurant with, with a sizzling, sizzling plate of fajitas and oh, the smoke and it just smells so in, good. In the same vein, I say we have your best Philly cheese steak recipe. Ooh, on, ooh oh, cause yeah. What do you like? Provolone or cheese whiz? Ooh, cheese whiz. I think that's really, that's the that's original. Really? Like if it's not cheese whiz, you're doing it wrong. According to some people in, from Philly in Philly. I think oh, that's in the recipe. Yeah. But provolone Ooh. melts so nice. This is a real, real different cheese. kinds of buns. Real like there's, there's so real better. arguments around this sandwich. So I'm excited wow. to see what Baguette, we get. Ciabatta. Hey guys, this is a really gooey podcast. So yeah. Far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go to iTunes. Leave us your best Philly, Philly cheesesteak recipe. I would, I want one right now. Uh, you can go to your, our website. It's verticalviewing.com. You can click on that donate button, right? Oh, please. Oh, my God. And then you can uh, you know, redirect to PayPal 
anything that you drop in there helps us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show. It's very appreciated. Uh, you know, just heading out to the theater. There are a lot of movies we have to check out right away. It is crazy. So, no, that's the holiday season. season. It's the best, kind of the best time of the year, I'd say. Yeah, and we're going to go for like two a week. It's crazy. It's dense. I don't know how to do this. Uh, but yeah, verticalviewing.com, the donate button, uh, helps us offset those costs, putting on the show. You can help us see all those films. We slice off that piece of the internet, deliver it to you every week. That's Stuff important. Your, Free of charge. You don't hear us talk about Casper mattresses ever. Well, now we do. That's right. M- maybe one day. We, do. we, we hope do not you to. Just did. Pretty sure, pretty sure that was, yeah, that was just a free plug. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for my... I'll be waiting for my Casper in the mail now. Thank uh-huh. you. I wonder if you just went to Casper and then used like the discount code like vertical. <laughs> it still works. No, so guys, there, it's not working. I don't know yeah. what's going on. I think there is a vertical podcast. It's a you know, basketball. You know what? Go, try, nice. go, yeah. go try that and tell us if it works. Don't. No. <laughs> uh, you can send your thoughts and recommendations to our email address, verticalviewing at gmail.com, on Twitter, on Instagram, at verticalviewing, on Napster, at verticalviewing, on Morpheus, on ShareBear. Oh, nice. LimeWire? On Kazaa. The same yeah. program? On um, Audio Galaxy. Audio Galaxy. What was the one the with best. the frog? On views, Azurius. Azurius, <laughs> nice. yeah. Azurius. <laughs> okay, uh, everybody. Yeah. It's good to have the crew here. What is happening? Tim, you've, you haven't been here in ages. It's been a long time. Welcome. I've seen a lot of movies, I bet. Uh, yeah. you I just saw, saw Arrival last you just, night. You just saw Arrival. It was great. Wow. And he's not going to come on here and say that he hated the movie, which is... No, I didn't. I liked Tim, the movie. It really was, rare. It what? was uh, a really tightly crafted film. Uh, I liked um, I liked a lot of it uh, it just was really well put together it was just solid all around I think um, I don't know I didn't read any reviews I don't know what other people are saying about it but I felt like it was um, Scott I think you were mentioning how it's been messing with your head for a while yeah. I feel like for whatever reason it's not and not like in a bad way but more in a like it just was nicely wrapped up for me I don't really need to think about it too much and maybe because no, and this is no offense to the movie, but some of the ideas I feel like I've already kind of. I mean, have you guys read uh, Slaughterhouse Five? Yeah, I, I brought yeah, that the up. Okay, yeah, I feel like I cannot talk about this without at least re- referencing that because yeah. there are a lot of parallels. I like the parallels, but um, yeah, I thought that it was like really well. Uh, directed in that your classic Denis Villeneuve taking a taking a card from uh, Alfred Hitchcock where it's like you're only seeing it really from Amy Adams' perspective in the same way Sicario you only really see you learn about everything through Emily uh, Blunt Emily Blunt so same thing and I love that in movies I just find like that's really what sucks me in and gets me going yeah that's that's why you never see when all the re- the different video screens of all yeah. the, the leaders around the world go blank it's like you only yeah you only really see it from yeah from the way she is going dealing with it and learning you don't about cut it and to like here we are in China and the, yeah you know we never see that it's only through her perspective yeah 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 and the the aliens were not like um, disappointing which in these kind of things it's always like I was getting a little bit nervous that we'd veer down into some contact fucking shit 
and it would be like the aliens are actually emotions just or a big some, or like a big mirror <laughs> yeah <laughs> amy adams is just talking yeah. to herself or it's like it's like we chose you because you experienced love and joy and it, i don't know it's some stupid stuff yeah. so i'm so happy you didn't go down that road like it was really satisfying in those ways um so it was great yeah i i, I said to you it feels like it's a mature step forward for like science fiction and film kind of yeah and i felt like the not the message but one of the i guess the th- ideas or themes of like if you knew your whole life would you how would you approach yeah. it i think that that's a good that's something that whether you're into sci-fi or not that is an idea that you can get a lot out of i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's worth exploring like it's not it's not um you don't have to be into like sci-fi alien stuff mm-hmm. to get value out of it and yeah. i think that that's important you need to read the short story oh yeah, yeah for sure yeah it I makes it even better that. yeah it, it's significantly better <clears throat> kind of like, well yeah. i think it's already a great film but reading the story um it bumps it up to almost like a per, it, like, it i gave it a 9.5 because of right how great the short story what do you what guys is, think of um how the aliens the uh heptopods yep what they their physical appearance yeah, it's amazing. I, I don't want to like give it away. Really, no, no. But, no. But what I thought, and it was, I still don't know if this was the case or not, but I'm going to believe it anyways. And maybe the book or short story explains this. But I thought that what they were were aliens from a gas planet, and they're like just they are used to floating and flying through like a gaseous environment. So they are actually like sort of jellyfish, kind of like. Like, they don't walk around. They're just, like, they're, like, octopus or something wandering through a gas. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool. If, I don't know if that, and that makes sense with the way that their language is, like, a, is like a an airy kind of, like, thing, Yeah, everything's, you know? like, moving and It's like and a gas, around. like a vapor, and then when the ships disappear at the end, it's like a vapor. It's like, I feel like they're from a gas planet. It's so fucking good. Yeah. But, the, and, and, yeah, I don't, we shouldn't give too much away, because, yeah, yeah. Uh, their, their exit... To put it, yeah, their exit from Earth yeah. is, is cool in the way they... <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> yeah. The whole the, movie's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Michael, what do you got, man? Uh, before I start, I actually just want to ask Tim a question. Are you excited for God Particle? I don't know what that is. It's Cloverfield 3. Are you serious? Yeah. For real or just like for, for real? Yes, I'm so stoked. Okay. Although the people in the movie, don't, they didn't know. So they didn't know that they, I, I think these movies are in, for in, real in because the that's editing, the dream. That's my dream. In the editing like, process, I think they go, yeah, this one's this one's a clover. Just put the stamp on it. Yeah, you know? just Cloverfield a couple movies. Yeah. So I just wanted to <laughs> know if you were aware of that. No, I didn't know that, and I love it. Okay, uh, cool. it's, it's about the uh, people looking for the Higgs boson, and I guess they oh, open nice. up a dimensional wormhole. Hopefully, it's like Half Life or something. It's it's in a, a weird way. To I'm like Clo- mist. Clo- Cloverfield is like my favorite like intellectual property right now. I think in some ways, and that <laughs> sounds really bad. First, I don't think it does. No, this movie was kind of lame. It has so much potential. I like know it, they could explore this in so many, I so think, many amazing ways. I don't think that the first movie is series. actually lame. Yeah. I think it's like a case of like you know when a good song comes out that's really catchy. Yeah. No matter what, if it's catchy, you're gonna hate it eventually because it's gonna get overplayed. And I think no. that the Cloverfield thing got beat to death. I think the problem with the first one is the people suck. Oh, the movie. acting is pretty bad. The actors are are awful. Like not. N- n- no, not the actors are awful. And it makes the you want to barf. The shaky the cam characters makes you barf are so annoying and stupid yeah, and yeah. lame. It's and terrible. Like, it's they're yeah, bad characters. Right. Speaking of terrible, uh, so I watched Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. Oh, nice, because I keep wanting them to be good. 
I, I like you keep going back, hoping, hoping it yeah. will ama- become amazing I, all of a sudden. I do the same thing. <laughs> Man, the, is the floating baby head cool yet? No, it is not. Oh. <laughs> it's so bad. Like it's it's been years since I've watched the two of them, yeah. and, I, and I had put them out of my mind because I absolutely love the Matrix. I oh for sure the Animatrix really, the Animatrix is, is so great too. sick. The second renaissance is the, the best. Oh, yeah, that's so good. But these are just steaming piles of shit. Like, this two, when I saw oh, it in the theater. Uh, the highway scene is unbelievable. There's some, there's some amazing action. It's also in, it. in Transformers, if you like it that, a lot. Yeah, it it's, is. It's literally the same, the same sequence, just with robots. No, well, yeah. It's the same stretch of highway they built. Wait, which Transformers? No, there's actual shots, like no, where no, no, cars no. are crashing and stuff. You're talking Wait, about, no, it's, you're sorry, talking it's not Transformers. It's the island yes. and Transformers. Oh, okay. Yes. Anyway. Matrix. Uh, so Reloaded is... <laughs> Reloaded, so, so Matrix 2 is definitely better than Revolutions, because uh, it still at least deals with the Matrix. Uh, right. And it ended on such an interesting note where Neo stops the uh, Sentinels in the real world. And I was very excited because I knew like this, they were released six months apart. So they were not really meant to be standalone. So I knew that... That was an awkward edit. It, it was weird. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm not sure if I liked this movie or not. It had some cool stuff. I'm going to hold off having any sort of final opinion until I see three. And I was so disappointed. Like, I really was really disappointed. It, it gets worse and worse and worse as it goes. Yeah. And then the final sequence is just ridiculous, where they're, I think they're hanging out on like some park bench, and she explains... Like, Neo does the whole Jesus figure thing, sacrifices himself to save the Matrix and everybody in it, and the machines agree to let anybody who wants to get out of the Matrix out. So uh, Zion like, will exist, Zion right? will still exist. It's... Uh, it's so heavy-handed, and it's not written very well. Like the first movie is so tight, the foreshadowing and all of the lines are. I don't, they, they, did, could, they, did they actually want to, like was to do the, sequels? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't think they did. Yeah. I doubt that they, they had them on the table. Shoehorned in there. Well, it's it's like Jupiter Ascending. They had these grand ideas that they just had to whip up and try and get onto screen. Whereas with the first Matrix, they've been working on that and drawing from their inspirations for years. Mm-hmm. So they it's, were it was a ready classic to go. case of like second album sucks. Soft, yeah. the yeah. old they call it the yeah. sophomore slump. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they it hit was. it out of the park with the first one. Um, yeah, the, but the, the 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 notable scene with the highway, the stretch of highway where like fucking Morpheus has an awesome sword battle on top of yeah. semi-trucks. Yeah, the, the twins? Yeah, the yeah those tread, dreadlock twins. That was actually in like the Alameda uh, Air Force Base in San Francisco. They actually built like on the cross Oh yeah, they highways. built like 20, like they built, or, no, two kilometers or four kilometers. It, it was uh, yeah. two, two miles, I think. Yeah, like an entire stretch of highway with overpasses and stuff. And if you go on Google Maps right now, you can actually oh, yeah. see oh, cool. the, 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 the marks, like the highway marks that are on the ground and stuff. It's pretty badass. Yeah, like two was was cool because they started to throw in uh, more mythological stuff, like the twins who were meant to be ghosts, and how all of these monsters from our imaginations are just glitches in the Matrix. So they had vampires and werewolves, but they didn't really play that up. They just sort of mentioned it in passing, mm-hmm. which was disappointing. They re- they just avoided dealing with the whole like the world we live in is an illusion and what that means. Like they just abandoned. The, the central, actual, yeah. ama- the thing that made it amazing, and they went down this weird rabbit hole about nonsense. 
Well, and that's why I was waiting for the and third. Was, yeah, and there, yeah, there was no payoff. It because made no sense. It I was, was, became pseudo-religious nonsense. Exactly. I was, yeah. so, I was so hoping that the whole payoff was that the real world maybe was another layer simulation yeah or it or it wasn't and it was no different anyway if you truly believed it you could make like so when he stopped the sentinels i was like oh shit this could get really good and then it just turned out that he's always connected to the matrix so that he can it just screw yeah with. it was dumb. so he's got wi-fi he's, he has wi-fi <laughs> wi-fi guys and and one thing the one of the biggest things that pissed me off about these movies is he said like i said like a lot there <laughs> holy shit <laughs> One of the biggest things was it starts with Trinity dying, and Neo keeps thinking about it and reloaded over and over. And then at the end, she he saves her life and brings her back by reaching into her chest and starting her heart because he can do that. And then in yeah, three, crazy. she just dies anyway. Yeah, they all. <laughs> like, as soon as like, he, he loses his eyesight, and I just yeah. stop giving a fuck. Right? See, like, you know, <clears throat> I I was really disappointed by that um, because of experience in another series in the dark tower series i don't i i feel like i might have to give a little bit of a spoiler but i won't be too specific but there's an accident in the second novel that starts the novel with roland and he's a gunslinger and it affects his shooting hand and immediately you're like well how's this gonna work but it works and it continues to work for five more books and it's the best (laughs) shit ever so when I'm watching this and that happens, you're like, oh, okay, maybe it'll, maybe it will still be okay. Maybe it will be like in the Dark Tower series when <clears throat> Roland is still badass. So I, I hung on. I held out hope a little mm-hmm. bit longer, but I, I shouldn't have. It, this, this is why, this is why every time you re- reapproach the Matrix sequels, you think maybe I just didn't give it. I, I want enough it to credit. be better. Like it had, it had so much potential and they just, especially with all the cool, like mechs, like the mech battles that, yeah. that you think are going to be I amazing. I kind of dug the whole Sentinels versus mechs in a revolution. Except like when like they're, to they're a degree. defending against the yeah, ceiling. I kind of dug that, I guess. And, they, and the guy it looks has, cool. Like the, the people cool. have wheelbarrows. They're, they're running out the yeah. ammo to reload in the middle of the fight. In wheelbarrows. Yeah. It, it's it, just silly. Yeah, it was it's dumb. scrounged it together was, technology. Come on. Also, the fights got a little too CG for me. Yeah, it felt like Lord of the Rings. Like it just, oh, we kind of just are gonna. It's too much going on. Like the yeah. Whole, yeah, yeah. The whole let's like do lightsaber it, fights. Let's do it in post. Like I feel like th- that's the most apparent on the third part of trilogies. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. as you brought up Lord of the Rings. Fellowship is my favorite because they're small, intimate, real battles yeah. that they choreograph, yeah. so they look great. Whereas as it it's goes on, they just get bigger sad. and more CG and Can fake. I, this raises a good point, which has been bugging me for like years, where I can't watch like action sequences in movies anymore. They seem really like I'm like, I can't tell what the fuck is going on. Oh, because you, you should watch Mel Gibson movies. Those are better. Yeah, I actually have been watching some Mel Gibson flicks. They have decent action. Hacksaw Ridge has some amazing action. Yeah, in it. but do you know what I mean? Like, and I know, this is more like the Michael Bay effect, where it's just like who who is getting anything out of this other than deep, a five year old? Yes, like Deepwater Horizon. I wonder that. I deep, wonder those. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, Deepwater Horizon. I wonder those. Is has amazing action. So I'm not saying that, yeah. There's some great examples, but I think a lot of like big movies. The it's and I I guess yeah it's just geared towards children who can somehow wrap their heads around these things. But a lot of movies I'm just like this just looks like complete chaos and you literally could like I literally don't know what's happening. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter what you show. Yeah. No. I'm just seeing things rolling Lights around and, and exploding. Yeah. And yeah, no, I, I prefer to 
to do away with the whole intimate shaky cam and fights and it pull sucks. back. Yeah. I, I just, I want to see, I want to see. Keep the camera just this. steady and shoot it for like 14 seconds and just as if you're watching a play like, and there's a fight in front pe- of you. People don't watch UFC with a GoPro strapped yeah, to someone's yeah, belt. Exactly, yeah. Like they want to actually see the fighting. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, that's going to be the new channel. <laughs> oh, God. They're going to have them in the ring. Yeah, like right on there. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Um, Glove cam. Oh, fuck. Yes. Fuck. Red, what do you have for us? Um, I've continued to watch uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic mm-hmm. Detective mm-hmm. Agency. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's got a weird okay. title. But like in okay. the best way. Um, I, I don't know. There's, there's too much to explain, but um, the holistic assassin who seems to be the universal counterpoint to Dirk Gently is a very, very interesting character. Um and the the man she's kidnapped is just always terrified, and it, that's a really good uh, relationship so far. Um, he is the he has spoken to her more than anyone ever because she just kills everyone she meets. Elsewise, um, so that's been very fun to watch. So Dirk Gently can somehow. Oh, she's trying to find her. and kill Dirk Gently. That's the oh, whole... Okay, okay. She's like, I gotta kill Dirk Gently. She's really crazy and weird. Um, Do you I, recognize any local Vancouver uh, sites? Um, to be honest, I'm too busy puzzling over the bizarre... Totes. totes. Uh, what goes on. <laughs> I really um, wanted to go to the craft services table right outside my house when they were filming one day and just grab something. Get a donut yeah. <laughs> intended for Max Landis. <laughs> just hang out and watch. And he's like hanging around. He's like, who ate my goddamn donut? <laughs> oh my God. He'd probably tweet about it for days. <laughs> yeah, dude, somebody stole my goddamn pastry. It was me, smiley face. <laughs> vertical viewing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on the show. You've been verticaled. Uh, um, all right. Well, yeah. What else you got? Anything? Uh... Um, I, I have yet to read. I started the first chapter of... Um, the new number f- well it's not new but number four lock and key um, so I'm not going to talk about it until I finish it because okay. I've, I've told you guys about one to three yeah, so. I want to read that one really bad yeah it's quite um, good alright I uh, I watched a couple things I watched uh, Don't Think Twice directed by Mike Berbiglia do you know him he's a comedian yeah, he's, he, yeah. he was uh, something about sleepwalking or yeah sleep- sleepwalk with yeah. me sleepwalk with me which I never saw I heard it was good yeah it was pretty good um yeah. But he plays another comedian in this movie. He oh, di- weird. He directed in, uh, like, he's this improv uh, sort of character. Basically, this group of characters work in an improv theater. They're called the Commune. It's kind of lame. Sounds uh, very artsy. But yeah. Commune, like comedy, get it? Yeah. Uh, but we, the cast is really solid. You've got Keegan, Keegan Michael Key. Oh, he's from so Love Him. Key and Peel. And then you got Jillian Jacobs from. Cum- from community. 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 And, and, community. And, and love. Which <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah. She's and also... Plays Britta, uh, I believe. She's in Choke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is in Choke. Um, and then you've also got Mike Birbigley in it, of course. And Kate Michucci. She's from Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Which one? The tall blonde oh, or the, she's the little, shorter... Short, dark-haired girl. Uh, but just, you got some comedians all okay. working together in this improv theater. And then you get to sort of see their process. They work... Uh, basically with the audience to do their whole show right so they'll say did anyone have a particularly bad day uh, and then someone will throw some weird thing out like one lady says i got in a cab 
uh, and the driver was my father, and I hadn't seen him in 10 years or something. And they're like, what? Crazy. So then they do a skit on stage based on audience suggestions. Um, so I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be cool. It's going to be this sort of meta film about like improv and what that it means to live your life that way. Not really. Was it another Mascots? I didn't watch that, actually. No. it was That, that movie was not tight. <laughs> I know. Um, but this movie is essentially, Keegan-Michael Key has an uh, audition on a TV show called Weekend Live. And it's oh. like big, bold letters, and it's on Saturday nights, and it's <laughs> yeah. a sketch comedy show. So they can't use SNL, obviously. So the whole show's, or the whole movie surrounds on, like getting on this show and what it means for him, uh, Keegan-Michael Key's character, and the rest of this little <clears throat> tiny improv group. Um it, of course, their theater's getting shut down, right? Oh, no. oh yeah. We, it, Probably by some bad developer guy. Yeah, someone's going to set up a Sephora. Damn. Oh, no. Make sure, up. I, pretty sure I've seen the Muppets movie. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. Um, here's whale the thing. oil. <laughs> None of the improv bits are funny. Oh, oh no. That's <laughs> a shame. But the rest of the movie around it is very funny. So the movie's... I really did like it. Does it seem to be real improv? Like, is that why it's not funny? Or is it scripted improv and therefore falls flat? The improv scenes, I think, are scripted improv because they have to sort of, you know, you have to to know how it goes. Yeah, they kind of have to shoot it and block it out properly. So it doesn't really work as well as it should. And also, I I feel like Mike Birbiglia, he didn't want the improv scenes to, like, be the focal point of the movie. Like, I think, I feel like they're purposefully toned down and made less funny than they kind of could be because he's it's more focused on the characters and what their relationships are blah 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 about Hmm. jealousy getting on this weekend live show so a lot of the improv scenes in this theater feel like sort of like cookie cutter examples of an improv scene rather than like big showy hilarious yeah um, off the wall things um but he's like keegan michael key's performance fucking unreal i i'm i think this guy might like key of key and peel let's yeah the key and peel guy the duo key i think might end up being a somewhat like also dramatic actor i think he might get some awards recognition for a role down the line hmm. i well, think he's pretty fucking good that's pretty he's been good I, in everything i've seen him in especially keanu Kano is weird, eh? <laughs> it's a weird movie. Um, but yeah, the, the movie's fairly toothless at the end of the day. It doesn't feel like there's a lot, like, it, it could be a lot more sort of blue and rude and hardcore, and, but... That's not Berbiglia, though. That's not his act. It's not his style. He's not a kind of a blue comic, right? Not really. Like, he's funny in a... It's, you know, he's family-friendly, but a, with a couple curse words. It's good. I, I will recommend Don't Think Twice. It's It's really good. Like I, at the end, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of getting it a bit with. Uh, there's a relationship that doesn't really work out in the end because Aww. people are kind of going separate ways in their career, and one you person get a little choked up, maybe like, like one, one or two percent. Like it, it got like it got dusty about five percent for about two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I like all this quantitative. Like data. it was very detailed. Hmm. Uh, where can I find it? Um, it is coming out on, I think, VOD right now. It's okay, sweet. It didn't get a theatrical distribution, gotcha. um, but I'm interested to watch Sleepwalk with me. I think it's probably a similar. It's pretty good. It's it's yeah. It's funny, but I mean, like it's it. His stand-up act is 
pretty close. Like the jokes are all very close. So I had seen him do comedy, not live, but I'd seen him do his bits several times. And then I watched mm-hmm. Sleepwalk with me. And it was it's a like, little depressing too. Yeah, it is. Like, it is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, this uh, this that like sort this of, is much more upbeat. I think. What's the like not melancholy, but like the. I don't know. The humor reminds me like Zach Galifianakis, early Zach Galifianakis or like between two ferns. It's sort of like an uncomfortable funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I also watched the BFG. Oh, okay. Di- Rolled doll. Directed by Steven Spielbergo. Spielbergo. Spielbergi. Th- this is not the Doom BFG, correct? Yeah, no. This is the, big, the biofeedback gun. The big, yeah, totally. The, the big fucking gun. Um, <laughs> It's cool. I didn't like it though. Okay. It's not what very What does that mean? It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> is it Okay, okay. Like It's um, cool but bad. Is it visually amazing? True to the book? Um, I haven't read the book. Do you guys know a lot about the BFG? No, I haven't not, read it in a while. No. Okay, so it's about like dreams? Well, the giant brings dreams or something? Yeah, he apparently brings dreams to children. Drops them down the chimney. Someone's got to do what? it, I guess. He 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 has these little spirits, these little glowing little sprites and he tosses them down your your gullet and then you have cool dreams he mixes them up kind of like uh inception oh. style i don't know i didn't really know that that was what i was going weird. into um there's bad dreams and stuff right like p- p- bad stuff gets mixed into yeah, dreams. you can mix up nightmares and shit it's crazy mm. but the, but the giant aspects is cr- is really cool uh you know you're in london and the giant is tiptoeing around our own reality like he's sort of actually real yeah and yeah. people are not seeing him they're coming home from the bar or whatever the pub sorry uh and he's hiding in the shadows he's sort of putting his hand over street lights and sort of solid snaking himself against the wall and uh there's some actually really good stealth sequences <laughs> at the beginning of the bfg man is are they as good as the stealth sequence from the emperor's new groove haven't seen it <laughs> um <laughs> But it's, Michael it's, knows it's, what I'm talking about. It's it's really clever the way this gigantic dude will like hide against, flatten himself against a building, or hold his cape up against a uh, like a, a a wall so that he's looks like some sort of sheet covering a construction area. Like he he fucking melds into the environment. He's good at the game camouflage. So it's sort of like mm-hmm. you maybe you walk past a giant one day and you he didn't could, know he it. He could win uh, red light green light pretty well then. Oh yeah. yeah. He uh, he's a vegetarian though, right? The BFG is a big friendly giant. Everybody, yeah. So he doesn't eat humans. Just so fee fi fo fum. He just eats these things called snozcumbers, which are these <sighs> disgusting like cucumbers that are like covered in snot and shit. It's nice. disgusting. And then he slices it open, and the little girl has to hide inside of it, and it's like the guy's smelling it, and he's gonna eat it, and. It's fucking disgusting. There's not snozcumbers. <laughs> yeah, it feels very rolled doll. Like there's, full, it. it's full of rolled doll isms, like scrum diddly umptious kind of shit. So what is this? Um, what was the last thing Steven Spielberg did before this? Bridge of Spies. Yeah, and then he did Tintin before that. No, I think he also did. Uh, what's it called? He did War Horse, and he did. I just feel like he has not been on a roll. No, and, 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 and he really and, needs to like make another statement movie. Evidenced, soon. evidenced, but he's not on a roll at all because in this movie, there's like a sequence, two sequences that involve like fart jokes two times ten, and they're called whiz poppers. 
They're giant fart jokes. Just gigantic. But how much of that is just like, Roald Dahl? Like, giant like, farts. That's just his book. Like, like, imagine a giant farting. Yeah. That's, that's what it's like. This green rocket it's ship. Like, instead of regular funny, that's really funny. Yeah, exactly. Your, <laughs> your point is it's hilarious, right? <laughs> well, it, you know, it, 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 it isn't hilarious until the Queen of England, until Queen Elizabeth starts drinking the green giant and starts farting beer, well. and then she starts having these giant gas farts. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. So I don't the know. Funniest movie you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the BFG, man. That's just okay. the book, though. But that's not like I mean, isn't that just part of the raw doll? I don't know. Yeah, don't that's know, probably I mean. a potion from the book. I'm going to read it at school tomorrow, and I'll tell you. Because the snaws snaws berries comes from Willy Wonka, yeah. which is also raw doll. So snaws cumbers are just like a variation. Oh yeah, no, it's totally cool. I'm cool with yeah. that. I it's love all hybrid, the raw doll stuff. Yeah. Hybrid snawsberry cucumber, yeah. dude. I wrote an adaptation of Henry Sugar. Don't even no, I know. don't even fuck around. Um, it it just I just want to get adapted. into the Spielbergo part of this. Like, I'm more interested into like what is he? Uh, what is Spielberg? What is he doing? He's coasting, is what he's doing. Yeah, his next project is. Uh, Tin Tin Two? No, no, he's doing Tin Tin again. Yeah, he's ad- adapting the book called uh, Ready Player One. Oh, I didn't read it, but I read Armada. I believe Michael. You I tried also read. to read Armada, <laughs> and I sure hope. I mean, Ernest Klein might be like he's an idiot. You just have one. Like he's just I got the know. one idea that it's he like you know when you're when you're you're like you don't know what you want to drink and you have something like a Caesar and you're like these are good but you only want one like then you're gonna switch to something else. So he only has one secret sauce. Yeah, like I read I I don't I can't read Ready Player One because I already read Armada and like I read Goosebumps when shitty, I was yeah, thirteen. He's, a, he's yeah. a Goosebumps writer for like sci-fi nerds. That's, he that, just that writes bigger Goosebumps books. I, I, the writing was so bad that I just couldn't keep up with it At, that's sorry we're saying he writes goosebumps books is an insult to rl stein <laughs> um so guys i got a couple other things one is on netflix this is a 12 minute short film animated made me blubber like a little fool super dusty oh man i was crying my eyes out in this one it's called the house of small cubes did you guys see this thing? No. no. What? Check this out on Netflix. 12 minutes House long. House of Small Cubes. Unbelievable. It's a Japanese film with a French title that translates to The House of Small Cubes. La Maison de Petit it's so, Cubes. It's so fucking sad. This <laughs> this old man, uh, he's smoking his pipe. He's chilling in his little small cube room of a house. And it's just a tiny cube floating in a big ocean of nothingness. Totally by himself. Making his dinner. Living his life out, really depressing. Opens up this trap door in his floor. Oops. He drops the pipe he's smoking into the water, like almost like a ice fishing hut. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? With mm-hmm. like the yeah. trap door. Mm-hmm. So he's like, fuck. So he dives down and then into the next room below him is like his previous house, all flooded. And then he relives all the memories of about five years ago when his wife was still al- alive and she was sick and it's like really sad and then he goes down another floor through the through the trap door in the floor there he keeps going down reliving his life backwards reliving all of his sweet memories with his wife backwards until he was young breaking your heart the whole way and then you're you're actually reliving like sort of the end of the world with the tides like rising with the the water level rising it starts off as this beautiful prairie land and they're in the little cube house 
And as the water rises, they move up onto the roof and then build bricks around and build another house, another cube on the roof as the waters rise. So mm. they have these tall towers that they've lived in right. that they've slowly built on top of as the water levels of the world have rose and rose. Um, so you're, wa you're watching this guy's life story backwards and also the end of the world as it the tides rise. It's fucking amazing. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's amazing, man. Definitely check that out. The House of Small Cubes. And I also watch Bat Santa because <laughs> you got to get ready it's for number two. It's Christmas, you know, get ready. Watching Bat Santa 2 tomorrow night. <clears throat> yes. You guys stoked for that? I am. I'm a huge Bat Santa fan. Is, oh. is it out or did you get a pre-screening? I got a pre-screening tomorrow oh, night. Nice. Super excited. Man, you're all over this. I, uh, I, yeah, I was about 10 minutes too late on that one. Yeah, I got it right away. I am not on Facebook enough. <laughs> you know, you got to sign up for the old GoFobo. I shouldn't say it. Shouldn't say it, right? This episode yeah. is not, not brought to you by no, GoFobo. Yeah. No one knows what that don't, means. Don't go there. Um, anything else, fellas? Uh, I have rewatched and started to watch season two. So I watched season one of a show called Lovesick, which was originally called Scrotal Recall. Oh, I heard. I think I brought this up on the show before. No, I yeah, heard. I about the title change and I was curious because I'd heard that the show was one of the best shows that someone had seen it was just a shame that they had called it Scrotal Recall because nobody was going to watch that garbage yeah so they changed it to Lovesick because the idea is I, I love the description on Netflix Dylan was looking for true love and found chlamydia so <laughs> <laughs> so it starts with him finding out he has chlamydia and then he has to tell all of these women that he slept with it's horrible and so each episode, <laughs> yeah. each episode uh, centers on one of his past sexual partners. And so we sort of go back to the time when they were dating and, and see that story. But it also is focusing on, like, there's three friends. Dylan is the main character. Luke is his best friend. And Evie is, like, their female friend. They all live together. Evie's in love with Dylan. He doesn't see it. So there's this weird love story going on too not weird it's a it's a it's a pretty good love story but it's just a hilarious show luke the character luke fantastic so this show is actually funny this sounds depressing no, no, as hell it, it's it, it's a comedy okay it, like right. it, it's very funny it's american pie kind of shit uh no well like it's a bbc show <laughs> or, <laughs> speaking of american pie I watched, part two is on netflix and oh, i put it God, on no and it was embarrassingly bad for everyone all, all of all of them are yeah, if you try to no, watch bad. any of like the first one's not uh, very good the second one they, I, they I, really, I guess really I bad after the, the first second one but the second one good god like it i i couldn't it's like a parody it's so bad it's like the blink 182 tracks and they're like let's go to the beach and wear their <laughs> fucking cargo shorts guys let's go like it is so bad. It is so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where's your mom, Stifler? All, of, all the characters up, are so like weirdly sincere and lame. Like Chris Evans or whatever. It's not Chris Casanova. Evans. No. All of the guys. The guy that plays Chris Klein. Chris Klein. Yeah. No. The guy who the, the Henry the guy Thomas Ian Nicholas. The guy who plays Tara Reid's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Holy shit! Yeah. Which one is he? Oh. See the short he's, guy. He's the rookie of the year. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That yes. guy's career. Like I'm. I feel bad for him, but he's. He's so bad. Dude, he's, his speech in the first one about the, like, I propose, we, like, whatever. Yeah. 
He's cringeworthy. Yeah, exactly. He's really bad. A lot of cringe moments no, he, in that. He's a terrible actor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we love <laughs> those movies, those yeah. guys. Oh, man. We love those movies. Yeah. Me and Scott go saw American Pie 2 in the theater and we're busting a gut the I, whole time. I remember we thought, that. It was, we thought it was great. Oh, yeah. 2001, man. That was a pre- Idiots. <laughs> Tim, it was a, <laughs> Tim, what could, what could we do in a pre 9 11 world? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Such a pre 9 11 flick. Oh god! That's the like the last Shannon gas. Elizabeth. That was the Remember last Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah, all everything about Katya. that. All, everyone involved in that movie <laughs> yeah. has disappeared. It's the whole idea has been completely leveled. <laughs> um, <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> so, do, do you guys have anything else? Oh, I'll just finish. Watch oh, Love Sick. Watch Love Sick. That's good. That's <laughs> I get, the first. Sorry, the, sorry. first se- the first season is only si- <laughs> first season's only six episodes. They're only like twenty two minutes or whatever. And where can I catch this on Netflix? It's on, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Okay. okay. Season two just came out. It's eight episodes, so <laughs> it's a it's a short short but sweet. Okay. So searching scrotal recall will yield. It'll it'll no, come no up because it's Love Sick in brackets scrotal recall. Oh, it'll, okay. Cool. Mm, yeah. All right. Um, I love the name scrotal recall. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> I just want to type that in rather yeah. than lovesick. Th- things you boring. don't want to. Yeah. Um, if there's nothing else, then there's a couple of news tidbits here. Let's do it. AMC, not really big in this part of Canada, uh, but in the States, they're considering higher ticket prices for like the big tentpole blockbuster films. Well, because like fifteen fifty isn't enough for my AVX Ultra D box fucking. Well, you only pay fifteen fifty. What it like, is it? Seventeen or something? Yeah, oh, no, no, like the D box is extra, but like, red. how much does it cost to go to the Ultra AVX at I, most? I think Dolby. eighteen dollars. I think it's, I think. yeah, it's eighteen dollars. So it, now. yes, it'll cost that much if you're going to see the theory of everything. But if you want to go watch uh, Captain America uh, six, in you know the uh, the captaining the captaining rising. Then you're gonna have to pay like twenty five dollars. Oh my goodness! I don't know. They, wait, these wait, are numbers I'm making up. Would never go that. High. You know, they're just gonna, gonna turn gonna me a into a pirate. Bucks. They're gonna they're gonna add a couple bucks at most. Hey, you're, you're gonna, gonna drive me into a pirate. There, wasn't there something like with Cineplex? Yeah. Oh, it's happening. Cineplex was raising price, prices, but somebody leaked some memo internally where they basically told staff, if anybody asks about the pricing, uh, say this because it's lo- like basically. Was of the lie. This is the lie we're trying to tell. We need all the staff to get on board and tell people that this. Yeah, is those the, are called positioning we're, we're, statements. We're, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. The thing is rising because of some factor which is not actually the case. Well, um, and the stockholders, uh, the shareholders need to. Uh, no, it's a classic. Like you have no way to increase your revenue stream if you're a movie theater other than opening new movie theaters. So they're basically like, oh, how do we need to increase profits by ten percent over? It's like. It's not enough to to you make money. Sell, you have to continuously make. You have to get bigger, and we'll you, sell chili dogs yeah. now. It's like phone bills. The same thing. They just have to find. I, you know, when, when I walk past those places like the what's it called where you get out, all the food? outtakes. The out, so when I walk past outtakes and I see all those food options, I think like, what would I? What do you think when you're sitting in the theater and like a family walks in and there's like the kids have chicken fingers with fries yeah. and like somebody's got a burger with. Like a shake, and like somebody I've, else has I've pizza. I've done it a couple times. I it think just that, feels weird sitting there eating a fucking burger oh in the man, movie theater. I, I feel like an idiot. Love it. And like, yeah. oh my god. And also, yeah. why do they sell nachos? Because that shit is noisy. That's true. It is, they shouldn't. Yeah. They, they really shouldn't sell noisy food. But everything popcorn is noisy. So it's yeah, less noisy. But you're right. It's, so it is. I don't know. I I like the outtake stuff, especially the uh, the scene combo where you get a fifteen dollar combo. Bumped up to twenty bucks, and then you get a thousand scene points. Yeah, I love. Yeah, get like extra, five bucks more for a thousand scene for bonus points. Okay, fuck, that's kind of a good deal. Yeah, I'm gonna do that <laughs> next time I go to the uh, theater. 
the the only other piece of news uh emilia clark from game of thrones she joined the han, han solo. solo all right the han solo solo movie yeah han solo standalone movie i'm not sure that i like her as an actress no but we'll see that didn't work for terminator uh Genesips, did it no she wasn't very good in that she was all right in that uh jude law movie what was it where in Fuck, what's it called? He he played like a gangster guy who got out of prison. She was his estranged daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I remember that one. Um, are you guys stoked for Rogue One or are you like nervous? I'm very... I'm, I'm well, excited. I'll have my... Nervous. My, I will, my feelings might get hurt, but like I'm I'm putting myself out there. Yeah. I'm opening myself I'm really, up. really... My expectations are <laughs> very low. Uh, it, it seems like kind of a fan film. In a weird way. Yeah. And you know what? I was okay. The way that turned out yeah. with The Force Awakens, I was like totally fine with that. So like I gave that a, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Force Awakens? Yeah. I've, I've watched uh, it so many times since you it came were, out. I really like that it. That was incorrect. Tim Tim has said it's worse than the prequels at, on, on a no, given. No, I didn't. On, oh, on, I did sort of say on that. On a given day, <laughs> I think you'll give that answer. You ask um, me on a bad day, you'll yeah, say there, that. I, I am deeply troubled <laughs> by, the, by Force Awakens. It, to me, it was like a breath like, mint. I've watched it like four times, and it, it, it's I get some weird Uncanny Valley shit going on when I watch it. feels super weird. The movie I don't think is going to hold up very well over time. Hmm. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> Any scenes in particular that like stand oh, out? Oh man, to you? the characters are are. It just it's 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 a movie made by a committee, by like a by a focus group. Yes, and that is it's awful because of that. I don't know. I, man. I hope they don't try and do it again. But I know exactly what you're talking about, and just because of what I. Here's the My thing. love for Star Wars, like I just needed yeah, that it to take the prequels away. There are not a lot of good just adventure movies anymore where people are having a good time doing what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, so it's fun. It's like I, I, from a visceral point of view, it's a fun movie. Yeah, I yeah. will give it that. But the, I, I, like with the lights and the colors and the sound yeah, effects. The ten are all is fun. totally a uh, an, like a biased, yeah. totally like subjective. And it's, but it's so. Uh, I don't. I like. I can't it put my finger on right it. It pandered right to me. It pandered, but it, but directly it, this is what it feels me. weird about it. It's it's like at least, and this is why I would say that I don't remember ever actually saying the prequels are better. <laughs> but the only reason I feel like I would is because the prequels, for as bad as they are, are at least the work of like one guy trying to create a vision. Versus Force Awakens is a result of like a committee of people in a boardroom trying to milk something for maximum money via like by cashing in on people's nostalgia like it is a manufactured piece of art versus it, it does a, feel kind of you, you clinical take, but you, versus, you take a much more cynical look, uh, like perspective than i like i, said, I, I know that it's, i said clinical <laughs> I, I know that it's i know that it's uh a money grab but at the same time i feel like the people that made this movie also love star wars and also wanted to bring that universe back and i think that i could Maybe I'm naive, but I I sort of felt that in the movie. I felt that, you know, the 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 fact that the movie got made and the fact that it at least resembled the ones that we liked was. But really- I th- but I think well like, yeah, it's a nice palate cleanser, I guess, where it's a nice like hit the reset button. But that doesn't make it a good movie. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't it. Like okay, the other here's what Tim, we gotta. <laughs> it's like the it's the it's it it's way too way too similar to the first one or to uh, New Hope. It is way way too slimmer, and that freaks me out when I watch it. 
It is the, pretty the sad. fact that it's Jakku basically is Tatooine the, is it's, super it is, dumb. It is everything is exactly the same. It's super super weird. So how do we feel about Amelia Clark though? What are so we, wait, what are we I just want to I want to <laughs> add one more one more other thought that I think has also been bugging me about Star Wars lately, <laughs> which is only um, lately. Do you ever notice? Do you ever notice? Can we actually uh, have to go? Though? No, no. Like, okay, I'm just gonna say one thing. Okay, so Star Wars. <laughs> Is it is something that everyone loves and we all have a good time with and it's like celebrated and blah blah blah. But it, at, at the heart of what it is is the story. It is about combat and war and killing and rebellion and all of these things, which are should be like bigger hot topics or something that people should be like. Huh? This movie like it's literally it's called War is in the title. That's why I think Rogue it, One. It is a celebration. Rogue One, of, Tim, of combat and war, and that's why they brought on the. Uh, the stunt and like I think action sort of production designers of Saving Private Ryan to do yeah, but Rogue so, One. So it's like, but in some weird way, you could argue it's some jingoistic shit that's like rallying yeah, people to be that is kinda crazy. okay with going to war. And and it's like it's weird. Like you watch ads, and it's like a bunch of kids being like, "We'll lead the rebellion. Let's go kill people." Like <laughs> that's fuck. That's kind of fucked. Like if you, if Tim, you, like, I want to fly an X-wing and blow shit up. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty good. We thank you for being on. No problem. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're doing Manchester by the Sea next week. I don't know if you're down. Probably I not. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Oh, I do know what it is. Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Let's get into our review of Fantastic Creatures and uh, where to redmane them. Where to and where to what? Yeah. Where to Pokemon them? Case full of monsters, huh? News travels fast. I was hoping you'd be able to tell me if there have been any sightings, tracks, that sort of thing. You got a pretty big price on your head, Mr. Scavenger. Why should I help you instead of turning you in? I take it I'll have to make it worth your while. Mm. Let's consider it a cover charge. Because is offering more than that. Wait a minute. That's a boat? That's a boat trucker, right? No. Oh, come on. They pick locks, am I right? You're not having him. Well, good luck getting back alive, Mr. Scamander. What with the hole of Makuza on your back? So that was a clip from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The adventures of writer Newt Scamander in New York's secret community of witches and wizards 70 years before Harry Potter reads his book in school. Okay. Fantastic Beasts is directed by David Yates and it stars Eddie Redmayne, Catherine Waterston, Dan Fogler, Allison Sudol, Ezra Miller, Samantha Morton, John Voight for no reason. Uh, and Colin Farrell, who I don't 
know what happened here. This was, well, I guess we'll talk about it. Yeah. It's weird, right? Uh, so yeah, this is like for, I guess I should ask you guys how big of a Harry Potter fanatic are you coming into this? I wouldn't say I was a fanatic, but I no? I definitely have a special place in my heart for them. I, I enjoy them. I like the the fantasy element of it all and the coming of age story. It's I'm a fan, but I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore fan. I fell off after number four, I think. I just four's where it really starts getting rolling, man. What's the one with Dobby? Two, all of them. All no, Dobby's Dobby's in a lot of them. The first one with Dobby. Yeah, I feel like that's the last one I saw. (laughs) Oh, okay. They got really dark, and they all look the same. Like I can't tell one from the other after number four. You know, they all look like these dark. It's just another year in school, man. I thought I was going. Oh, similar. actually, I did see another one. I just remembered. I thought I was going to see the last one. It turned out it was to be. It was only the first half of right. The, the last, the one. Deathly Hollows part one. It's yeah. complicated, right? It was a. I Hallows. was kind of pissed. Uh, so this is a nice chance to like reboot the entire franchise in a weird way. Mm, At least revisit prequel. <clears throat> revisit prequelize it. Um, you want to kind of freshen it up. Did it work? Did you guys uh, did you guys like Fantastic Creatures, and where to uh, observe Instagram them? where to observe them? <laughs> I did. Uh, it wasn't anything spectacular; like it didn't blow me out of the water. But as you were saying earlier, Red, it was basically exactly what I thought it was going to be. Uh, Newt Scamander, he's a likable little little scamp. Eddie Redmayne always does a pretty good job. I just I have some criticisms about this movie. Overall, I like the magic. I love the setting. It's interesting being in like Prohibition era, nineteen twenties New York. Totally, that's pretty cool. I love the trans, like the changeover from England into into America. Yeah, early America. Yeah, it, it's it's nice. It's a fresh take. They don't focus on that too much, but there are the the fun little lines in there talking about how whatever the American schools called is the best, and then Newt Scamander's like, actually, it's it's Hogwarts. Yeah, like, you know? and I like how nobody remember. Like, when you talk to people, you're like, "That was a funny joke," but nobody can remember the American I school, know. and everyone's just like, "Yeah, Hogwarts well, is the best." It, it, it's an interesting study because all of the films had the books behind them, and ev- almost everybody that went to see those films had read the books. Uh, this is just well. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say. Not everybody did, obviously, but almost—I would say almost everybody had either had their books read to them, or had read the books. You don't agree with me, Red? No, I don't necessarily. <laughs> I think a lot of illiterate people love Harry Potter. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but this is just a screenplay. Like there, there's nothing that came before it, so mm-hmm. it can be judged on its own merit. Uh, I found Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them to be a little bit misleading because there wasn't a whole lot of Pokemon catching going on in this film. Uh, if anything, there was a lot of world building and plot set up for future films happening. You really felt a lot of franchise. This was this pins, was, pins, and and yeah, the bowling yeah, pins have been set up. It was right? a little like Iron Man two in that regard for me, where it didn't really seem like a standalone movie so much as a we're getting everything set for all of the movies to follow the next four because they're making five of these. Jesus. Uh, but, but I'm still entertained. It's just, it suffered from that. So as a standalone movie, it worked just not as well as it could have. They should have cut, trimmed some of the fat. I don't, I don't, I'm not too worried about this whole, like, I didn't care about the whole Grimwald 
Grimwaldus? Grimwald- Grindelwald? Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yeah, we can get to that. That's an interesting... I don't I don't know anything about it. I had to ask people. Uh, look it up. I actually... Uh, my girlfriend's a huge fan, and I didn't remember who he was like in reference to in the first stories. He, yeah, he's been know. referenced, but I didn't remember it all. So there were some, some parts of the movie that just... I had no clue mm-hmm. uh, what that they had significance, <clears throat> which, I mean, will happen, I suppose, but... It would be nice if this film was a little more self-contained and let me know why some of this stuff was monumental. It's not as entry level as no, mm. no. But but as I said, I enjoyed this. Just had some flaws. Okay, Red. Um, <clears throat> I thought this movie was really fun. Um, I was, I didn't see it in three D or anything like that. Was it? Do you know? Do you guys know, was 3D. it filmed in for 3D or was it uh, post? I don't think anything is these days, right? It's pretty rare. The Obscurial Obscurus thing looked pretty cool in 3D, okay. but but, it, but nothing, every, nothing else really mattered. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was... Uh, I, I saw you had commented on the love story and I thought that that was... I agree, that was uh, pretty well done. I, I, the, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, the... Uh, the way that it's played at the end. I I really enjoyed that scene. Mm, Yeah. One of my uh, maybe ending best ending sequence of the year. My theater burst into applause at the, at the final shot of the movie. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I like this movie. I didn't love it. The Harry Potter universe is not, I'm not a huge Harry Potter guy, but, uh, I recognize this for being a fun film that was well done. So, um, yeah, yeah. That I, I thought that, it was good. That love story was just so fun to watch. Like it's just so innocent and. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into it. Oh man, <clears throat> the one surrounding Jacob, who is probably, I think, should have maybe been the main character of this movie. I don't know. That Dan Fogler. Yeah. Do you guys think that that would have made a more interesting film? Maybe it's a dig on Newt Scamander. I don't really. This guy's kind of weird. It's really hard for me to identify with Newt's commander. He's got a stupefied look on his face the entire film. Uh, he is—he seems like I bounce off of him. I—I I, find him hard to relate to just because he's kind of weird. I was about to say he's far less relatable than uh, Kowalski or even yeah, like even Harry Potter. Um, <clears throat> but I did—I'll say it, I loved this movie. I didn't think it was amazing, but I had really low expectations going into this, so I found it really easy to like. Um, only saw Harry Potter up until a couple, four. Not a huge fan, dudes. Overrated shit. However, uh, this feels like it's a little more aimed at maybe a l- older audience. Well, yeah, the people that started... Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting that you bring that up because everyone that's been with the Harry Potter franchise from the inception is now older, mm-hmm. and so this this is a more adult story. And so you you totally negate. There's no. There's the character is grown man, like thirty five years old or something, or thirty years old. Yeah, he seemed to be around thirty ish. <clears throat> and there, you don't get anything of here's what it was like for him in school, right? We there's no sequences of going to school in this. This is not a movie about being in school in the Wizarding universe. This is a movie about being out in in reality, being a wizard and doing your thing. But I do like what we he- we're told, um, although. 
whether it would be more fun to be shown, but what they tell us about how he was kicked out of Hogwarts, but, you know, Albus Dumbledore fought to keep him in, fought to keep him in, that speaks volumes to his character, you know, even to someone like myself who only has sort of like a passing mm-hmm. familiarity with, with Harry Potter. So, um, yeah, yeah, the connections aren't like too deep that you don't understand them. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're easy enough for people who are. I think this movie's good if you're just coming to the franchise mm-hmm. fresh. I, I I was just thinking I kind of have to disagree with you when you said you didn't uh, relate to the Scamander character. I kind of liked him a lot. I, I I was disappointed that there wasn't more of the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Yeah, in I don't. Terms of like I don't where know. did he get them and where did he get these skills? Yeah, and, I, I don't know where to find any Fantastic Beasts. Like this movie did not yeah. deliver on its title. <laughs> well, I I think. He had to find them around he, New York. He doesn't necessarily come up with that title on his own, right? He hasn't finished his book yet. He's still writing it. And I guess that's what we're going to get in the future films. But I wanted to see... Like, if he got kicked out of Hogwarts, how did he learn all the stuff that he knows yeah, about I, 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 these animals and treating them with kindness so and you, respect you, instead of... You're upset because this movie's not an adaptation of a textbook? Well, no, I was just saying that I like him and I would be okay with seeing more of his sort of, the look that you describe on his face, I saw more as like, he's sort of more puzzled by human behavior than by other things. And maybe that's his fish out of water take on America. He's just arriving to New York City. He's doing the sort of American immigrant experience or something. So he's not... Yeah, well, not that's only, the wide-eyed. He doesn't fit in at home as as well, I'm sure. But now he's doubly that fish out of water because he's in the in New York. Um, I think it's a great way to sort of ease us into the wizarding world, like from the American perspective. You sort of funnel Newt through the American immigration procedure, sort of like here's. We're taking the Harry Potter franchise through the American metal detector now. Let's see if it goes through. Oh, yeah. No madges instead of muggles. And exactly. We get a whole different angle on like magic. It's of course, it's America. So it's full of committees. It's full of agencies. It's full of Congress. There's, you know, magic police regulations and bureaucracy. Right. It's it's so much different than the perspective that I guess is taken on. There's segregation. You're not allowed to mingle with muggles. Or yeah. nomadges. Yeah. Well, no, I don't like nomad. It's just nomad is weird. It, I don't know if it works. Well, the segregation is more a product of its time, right? Like, we can't really compare that to Hogwarts, which is seventy years later. I mean, I mean, it's interesting to see, but if it was present day and something like that was happening, I'd be more interested than saying, "Yeah, okay." Like, so, like, is, do you think Hogwarts at this time was all white kids? Is that what you're saying? Mm, no, no. You, the UK has typically been more racially mixed, anyway. But where is Hogwarts again? What somewhere, where is it somewhere, located? somewhere in England? I don't know. Like in Scotland, perhaps. I don't know. It's a castle somewhere. I just, yeah. So we don't ever learn anything in the Harry Potter films about how the government sees Hogwarts, do we? Like, what is the relationship between the British government and Hogwarts? We don't really get a lot of that until things start to get out of hand towards the end as Voldemort comes back. Okay. But that's also because the primary characters are in high school. like they're So they don't really know much about the outer workings either until they need to and they're on the run and things go to hell. Because um, in this, like the, it's front and center. We sort of see the bureaucratic process. We yeah. see 
like how like well, what's her name she keeps storming into the the upper level tina yeah but you know she she's trying to get back in there but she keeps embarrassing herself mm-hmm. and uh that gives us a glimpse into this bureaucracy you're describing um but I, I i thought this movie did a great job of setting up each of the characters and putting them all together um in an organic way like we find our sort of four main characters all together uh it doesn't feel like they're forced together they obviously are but it feels like each one is the uh the added. old switcheroo is employed in this which is kind of a tired trope you know they mix up the suitcases oh yeah, oh, yeah. you I guys mean, aren't fans of the old su- briefcase switcheroo but as soon as i saw it's his painful. case as soon as the, as soon as it, many people like Let's say ninety-five percent of the people saw uh, Kowalski with a case that looked similar. You you knew they were going to get it mixed up. I just was okay. Did it happen yet? No, no. Okay. Oh, uh, and oh, there it is. Yeah, you're like, oh, guess what? It's donuts. Oh. I, I absolutely love that. I fell for it so hard. Jacob Kowalski coming in. I need to get a loan for my bakery. I just go. Oh my god, I love this guy. He's just trying mm. to make it out of the goddamn canning yeah, they factory. Can't do yeah. what I can do. Oh my god, sounds terrible. Sounds terrible, Jacob. Let's get you. Let's, let's get you that loan. Come it, on. Well, it's kind of an interesting commentary on society right now, too. Like, we went into the whole automation thing, and now homemade is coming back. Craft, like yeah, individual. Artisanal. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. Jacob, immediately you, you start identifying, at least for me, I start identifying with him more than anyone else in the movie. Like, Newt Scamander looks like a weird, like, brain-dead wizard uh, <laughs> who's just staring blindly at the world. Seems strange. But then Jacob is this, I love the the stupid look on Jacob's face with his mouth sitting open with his dumb mustache and sort of like he's, he's, he's got some great lines too. He's just amazing. He's and the then best character. when, when we add in Catherine Waterston and her sister, uh, I thought just that that whole like coming together of the main cast felt really good. And that scene in the apartment where Jacob sees, uh, Allison Sudol or whatever the the sister character for the first time and he falls in love with her immediately not because she's beautiful of course but then she's also cooking dinner with her wizardry powers chopping up carrots and mixing soup all and it's the best food he's ever had and he's just staring at her like I I bought him so easily and so well like it's he sells everything about Jacob so perfectly like I've heard some people complaining about that scene because I think it goes against established Harry Potter rules. Like, they can't make food. They're taking the ingredients with the magic, but somehow they cook it, too. And yeah, she, that she pastry. Cooks, she yeah. cooks the pastry. That blew my mind because, of course, if you're a wizard, you can make little fireballs, right? You can shoot fireballs if you want. So maybe when you're mix, you're using telekinesis to mix the pastry up and then give it a little bit of heat, all right? And it's baked. It's fucking good. Yeah, she, like, made puff pastry. A strudel. It looks so flaky. Oh, it looked awesome. With like braided pastry yeah. around it. So that like goes against. Well, she didn't summon it out of nowhere. Um, so that's but, okay. So that's that's fine. But just the actual cooking of it, there didn't seem to be anything that hmm. should have. Anyway, that's that's them nitpicking. <laughs> she's she's, uh, she's allowed. Uh, um, but it's she, like you guys saying yellow lightsabers when we were watching that other stuff. I guess it all depends on what color gem you put in the hilt. Yeah. I, I guess I can see why you guys wanted this to be more of a Pokemon movie. You want to like learn more about each of the creatures that are in his and briefcase like, and, and what like, they're doing. And yeah, exotic the, locations. The abilities of each one. And yeah, he's. it's almost like filling out the Pokedex, right? I want to watch like a Steve Irwin of magic creatures. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that would have been really cool. Instead, we sort of get... Have, have you seen, other, other than Deathly Hollows Part 2, have you seen all of the other movies? No. Okay. Because it just gets to be a lot of political strife and... No, thanks. Everything being... Man, if this was a documentary, that would have been crazy. Oh. I just want to see, like, all right, mate, what we got here? Yeah. Well, all right, this is like that seven-legged... <laughs> this is a snozcumber. First snozcumber from the farthest reaches, farthest reaches of... Quignizzle, bitch. Yeah, I think they missed the boat on that one because the central plot here of this thing loose in New York and the administration being so stuffy and controlling and tight and like the social confines that everyone is living within, it's just, it's kind of a retread. I thought like, it was actually, I, I thought it wasn't bad because you have this, the storyline of Newt Scamander and his crazy briefcase. Newt Scamander, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I collect crazy fucking animals that are really dangerous, and I switch my little lock to muggle friendly but they're not before dangerous. I open it. Um, yes, and but they'll, they'll cause chaos. And then at the same time, this, this crazy, whirling, uh, edge of tomorrow creature is uh, fucking up New the York. Obscurio. The Obscurio, which looks amazing, by the way. Is happening. Yes, and, it does. And and the and the, the the main thrust of the movie now is Newt's commander needs to make sure that he doesn't get blamed for for releasing this thing, right? Like so. True enough. Yeah, like how he he uh, his case gets opened and some stuff gets out, but he's not and related he had, to this other thing that's happening. Yeah. But he's clearly the idea is that he's just going to get implicated because you know obviously oh your fucking crazy Pandora's box is releasing all sorts of bullshit. So he has to recollect all his and prove that, like, this is something else. I thought that wasn't bad. Um, yeah. The, you know? The, the, but it doesn't do the Pokemon thing you guys want. Like, this world no, I hopping. Want, I don't want the Pokemon. I want the world hopping. I, or at least I want to see him. Like, I want to know who Scamander is. We don't get any of that. No, we, we really don't. Just that he, he likes these creatures. He's more at home with the creatures. He understands them. Uh, I, I wish there was a little more motivation for him in the movie to do what he does. Like, he's trying to prove that his creatures didn't do anything, but he gets his case and could just bugger off. Why did he come to America in the first place? Well, he's like, trying to find... the Or no, he's trying to take that eagle thing to the uh, wilds they don't, of they don't actually They don't actually name it, but I think that's supposed to be a Thunderbird. Like, the, you know, the... Mm. Oh, First Nations yeah, that would make sense, right? Because of what it does? <laughs> So, <laughs> no, think well, about I, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Thunderbird. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought like Newt Scamander, hard to relate to this guy. I'm so much more into Jacob and his story. And especially when they start, they bring up the, because he's the only muggle or nomad among the group. And he's now a risk. They couldn't come up with a better name, like Obliviate. Are, 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 well, no, are, are American wizards so unimaginative that they came up with no magic? Whatever, man, it's all good. <laughs> okay, anyway, it's all good. But then they then then they need to bend and black his ass. They need to obliviate him, mm -hmm. neuralize his spoilery territory. Do you guys think? Yeah, is it because they talk about doing it for the entire movie, like from the moment that we see him? I, I'm I'm down say to, to he jump needs to be in. Obliviated. I mean, if if we're gonna be sensitive, it's probably a good idea. So. Spoilers for Fantastic Creatures. But yeah, I thought that was a really great thing to sort of hang over the character of Jacob. The idea of the all At the some point. All of these amazing things that you've seen 
and this amazing girl that you've fallen in love with say goodbye all of these awesome things are going to be wiped away you immediately identify so much like so deeply with jacob in this thing you're the just last, waiting i don't care if we save new york just don't you dare wipe jacob's memory don't you dare you know you start to get attached i was way more invested in the memories he had um and and yeah that makes him so like a much better audience surrogate than newt's commander this bizarre weird curly-haired clown uh with a pretty sweet velvet jacket he is a dapper dude it is cool i like when he magics his tie into the tied up the bow purple tie. bow tie out of yep. nowhere um can we just agree that like erasing innocent people's memory on purpose is like a really like disgusting thing to do unless like, you're the men gives, in black what gives the wizards i know it's their protocol to protect themselves but what gives them this right over human beings to just be like fuck y'all like mm, you're done your yeah, memories are just I, po- like you're all done memories are over if i've learned anything in my consumption of literature all those guys are assholes living i think it's that you know when there's not like transparency and honesty and truthfulness, it's just it just causes issues. Abuse. So what happens if a wizard is like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking steal from this person. I'm gonna physically and maybe sexually abuse them. Uh, you know, I'm gonna wipe their memory after because I can wipe whatever I want. Like it's not just wiping away the memories to protect the wizard culture. It's you can maybe wipe away anything. But like as a as humans, not knowing that that's the thing that can happen. It, it puts the wizards in a position of power. So, like, we should all know that wizards can do... That wizards are a thing and that they can do this to you. So that, like, if your buddy starts being, like, acting weird and forgetting that the events of last Wednesday, you can be like, yo, dude, were you... What yeah. happened on the weekend? Yeah. Were you hanging out with someone? Was she... Did she have, like, a wand? Did she to put it to your temple and say, obliviate? And then... He'd yeah. say yes, it's and like you'd be like, fascist. "Oh, dude!" Yeah, memory manipulation should really be on the list of spells that you're not allowed to perform. Like this is like Dark Lord Sith level shit. Like, it this, really this, is. this isn't on like the lawful good like column, no. right? Like wow. your your alignment moves slightly towards evil every, every time you <laughs> use Obliviate. <laughs> and what about using it on an entire fucking city? That's like you're a, fucking, you, your, your you RPG are, character like went like complete renegade. Unless like, unless you told your DM when you started that you were <laughs> evil aligned. Like if you if you told him that, you got massive XP for that one. Yeah, in one maybe in the evil direction. Like Yeah, like course. if you if you said you were evil and you pulled off that spell, like you rolled a fucking natural twenty for that. <laughs> um how does inside of Newt's briefcase work? It's, it's just any of the magic. Felix things. the cat's fucking magic bag i think it's, it's amazing there's it's a, like it's, it's a bag it, of holding from it's kind D&D. of a, it's a staple of the harry potter series like inside houses tents that they set up to go watch quidditch matches they're tiny little tents but inside it's this huge house so, so it's just it's a way for him to store these creatures they actually it almost like he has ranch like land world. yeah he has ranch land for these creatures to hang out in mm-hmm. yeah like whole landscapes it's that's that's how he can store these giant rhinos with glowing brains that he has these hilarious mating dances with that i i thought were <laughs> yeah that was a great part a, sure. <laughs> I, I want more of that 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 scene totally ki- kicks ass that's what that's what i want chris pratt's mating scene with the fucking raptors or whatever like his training thing from jurassic world yeah he has, can't hold a candle Fuck to that. eddie redmayne's mating sequence with the love it where showing his like rhinoceros like, sticking his thing. butt out rolling on the ground <laughs> and like 
snorting the whole time. Like, and seriously snorting. There are some really hilariously comic, like, the visually comical scenes of of him sucking up animals with his briefcase, right? These gigantic animals oh, getting... Oh, just like, trying to get near them with a small little briefcase. But just, like, almost briefcase. cartoonishly getting, like, filtered and sucked into these tiny spaces. It it, it just looks hilarious. But you know it's what? That's very not, cartoonish. That's not overdone, though. Like, I was thinking yeah. about... I kept thinking about that, how there's these giant creatures, and he, and he is actually squishing them. Like, he, they could show that from the wrong perspective... And make it look cartoonish, but I never felt like it was. Like I didn't think it was. It never felt like Roger Rabbit, you know. Yeah. There was the danger, like that, violent. No, no well, just well, very like that, cartoony. That squish, or slapsticky. Yeah. yeah, it didn't feel like Acme, you know, like <laughs> Acme. Yeah, the, I got to say, the inside of his suitcase kind of felt like an like Acme. I don't, I don't know. The inside of his suitcase to me, if, I, I don't know. It felt like when Wiley e. Coyote takes one of those little rubber like. Like, pl- like things and slaps it on the wall and goes into another world through a little, you know. Yeah, ink. that's Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What was John Voight doing in this movie? No idea. Uh, he was there to deliver a couple of lines. Literally, to do to do nothing. I honestly think he's going to be somehow set up for the following movies. Okay. Yeah, he's he's going to be what well, with an- the death of his. He's anti mutant. I mean, um, he's Senator yeah. Kelly. He's Senator yeah. Kelly. Okay, I like that. I, I, I didn't really think of him as set up. That's that probably makes sense. He killed my son. Um, Prepare to die. And then Colin Farrell. What? Uh, uh, yeah. You guys, big fans. I'm a huge fan of Colin Farrell in Bruges. Jake oh, Gyllenhaal's man. up here. Colin Farrell is like, he's there, man. He's he's really good at what. So he I'm does. really big fan of him being the villain in this. Was hoping to see him in future movies. I guess. No, no, because Um, he is actually fucking Johnny Depp. Well, and see, I was talking about this. No, Johnny Depp must have done something with him. No, no, I don't think so. Why not? That Uh, maybe. So you maybe you see the problem is we don't know enough about his character to know if he's been around for a while or if he just he showed up in the past little because we we know. Oh, I see what you mean. We know Grindelwald has disappeared for a while now. And we don't know how long Farrell has been like the we don't know chief how long of police been, yeah. or chief of magic police. Exactly. So it could just have been a disguise. And my problem, and my girlfriend disagreed with me on this, but for me, looking back on the film, I now see Johnny Depp doing things. Like he, him being in disguise as Colin Farrell was really off-putting for me to have these two big-name actors mm-hmm. playing the same... Like they are the same character. Now... It's stupid, I know, because it is Colin Farrell, and we're seeing his performance, but I just don't see it that way in my mind. I see it as Johnny Depp now, which is weird. It almost It's almost like it erased Colin Farrell's performance. Uh, doesn't, don't, Johnny Depp and Colin Farrell play the same character in Dr. Parnassus. The Imaginarium of Dr. D- Parnassus. Don't they? Like, Heath Ledger's character dies in that movie, yeah. and then they brought in Colin Farrell and I think Johnny Depp to like play his well, character, which is I weird. Think Jude, was it Jude Law? Yeah, there was three of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a cool transition. As soon as his hair turns white, and then you see it's a new person. Is that fucking Johnny? It it is Johnny Depp with that mustache. Okay, it's Mordecai or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like nice. I don't know if this is good to see Johnny. I, I I heard a few groans in my audience. I'll be honest with you. There was definitely some WTFs. People aren't a fan of him anymore, right? He's not he's kind of a he's kind of Shyamalan. He's kind of an M Night Shyamalan. Well, like he's it, just there's he, a not he does 
he only he should only like you know he's in the the stock is Pirates low. of the Caribbean movies stock is low and besides that he does the uh, Burton movies right like, yeah and and a lot of those have been misfires mm. and he looks I mean, cool Bla- he looks neat Black Mass and uh, <laughs> yeah he looks neat what else has he done yeah Mordecai Black Mass like he just, Rango he just hasn't awesome. had he hasn't awesome. had a lot of good stuff lately so he's the the main baddie he's the new thanos right he's thanos of of the fantastic beasts uh, universe what's yeah. the family that's blonde in the hair uh, sli- uh the the malfoys. malfoys is he a malfoy is he is he a malfoy so who I, is I grindelwald know. I, I don't know grindelwald malfoy we don't know anything about this guy like if 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 I'm coming into this fresh and I don't know much about it, is, yeah. is, is, is Grindelwald's name mentioned in the Harry Potter films? He, he is mentioned. Should I just we be totally, on the Harry Potter wiki? I just totally forget exactly who he is. He's sort of mentioned as sort of his, old history, like, oh, 70 years ago. Oh, it's a Grindelwald. He, he, he might have actually held the Elder Wand at one point, which is the most powerful wand in the world. Okay. Uh, oh. Which means he might actually have it right now. I I, we uh, are going to need... Oh, oh, what? What? Okay. What? 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 <laughs> what? You love what? autoplay. What is that? I think we do need to go to the Harry Potter wiki to really to find out for sure. Because that's not fair. Just to throw in this. Who the fuck is this guy, Grindelwald? I'm not. I'm not going on the internet to find this out. Come on. No, I think you can appreciate this film without doing that. Well, if this if this reveal is supposed to be big, then I don't understand it well, without going into other. And that's one thing the movie failed at because right? at the start with the newspaper clippings, it it's all only talking about Grindelwald and what he's doing and how he's causing all this trouble. But that's the really one of the only times that he's mentioned in the film. Like at the start, yeah. Then there's a couple of lines throughout the film where it's, it's brought up again. And then at the end, it's like, oh, it's Grindelwald. And unless you know 100% who that guy is, and I'm sure I did it one time. It's just been a while since I've seen those things. It's just franchise um, setup. They're taking a running start for franchise setup, right? They're just, okay, get get ready, guys. Plant your feet. Five movies are ahead of us. Get all of this ready to go. Yeah. Um, But I will admit, it got quite dusty for me during the sequence where Jacob is going up the stairs and he's about to go into the rain and lose his memory of this whole awesome experience. Oh, yeah. There's one line. Where it's she, like funny, too, right? Funny and sad. It's an amazing moment. And especially where... Um, I forget her name. The character's Goldie, name. Goldie? Goldie? Yeah. She, the, the hot one. She's she's very cute, yeah. isn't she? Uh, she? She grabs him as he's just about to go out into the rain uh, and stops him for this little moment. Um and it's just it's, it's the the payoff is so good because we know what the what the cost is of what he's losing um i just i think that he should have been our main character i think this movie would have worked a little a little better if he was maybe the first movie we start at with jacob or at least start for the first 45 minutes without meeting newt would have been maybe cooler uh i just connected with jacob so much better queenie queenie, queenie. there it is um and then the final scene of the whole thing where Queenie comes into his bakery and he has that dumb look on his face again. Uh, so And maybe he touches his neck. Maybe he remembers. Well, maybe not. But I just love how hopeful that final scene is. And she, maybe she... Like, they are going to bring him back into... The, is he in well, the next well, film? What is your take on that? Because for me... 
he'd been bitten by that thing earlier. So uh, Newt gave him some of the venom that they used to obliviate the city anyway. So he had a like different chemical mix in his system, and he might also have a bit of a resistance because he took some of the venom. So I read that as seeing her... And of course, he's baking all of these uh, pastries that look like what I he love saw. It. I love it. See, it's like it's like a rival. I, well, I think <laughs> I think it was actually because I don't think a successful Obliviate would have those remnants left. I think he was a, immune to it a little bit, so it's affected him, but Ooh. it's wearing off. Ooh. So seeing her, I think, was a trigger, and that's when he like when he reached back, like that. That's sort of what started everything for him. I love it. So I, I actually think he'll be back, and the oblivi- he might actually now be immune to being obliviated. That would be an interesting way to have to, like, a reason to keep him around. Because for yeah. me, there's a bit of like a Shia LaBeouf, like, aspect to to his character. Be like, why would he ever be back for any of these other sequels? Right? He's a character that kind of has no need to be brought back into the story for any reason. Like, why would Jacob be? We need you, Jacob. You, we need your help. Right, they need pastries. He's such a great character. I'm he just, was fun I, I hope, watch. I hope that they're going to find a good reason to bring him back if he is back, and I really want him back. Let me so say it's that complicated. The most he be he, I wasn't sure if I how much I liked him, but then when he drank the giggle juice, <laughs> that was, I was so sold. Like the first shot that he took of it, I was so sold. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one, I was like, okay, I'll follow you on this journey. This is great. Um. I have some some troublesome trouble, troubling information about the Grindelwald. Oh, okay. Um, so you've been browsing the wiki for Harry Potter. Yeah. Doesn't he have a relationship with Dumbledore at some point? Uh, yeah. Like a they might romantic. Have been, they might have been lovers. It's yeah. interesting that they've, they might have. Yeah, they, like he's an openly gay character, right? Dumbledore uh, at this point, according to J.K. Rowling, is that it? So, never it, like it never comes up in the books, but she just ex- has expressed has said it. Yeah. Somebody somebody asked, and she said, "Yeah." Um, so this Gellert Grindelwald uh, was considered one of the most dangerous dark wizards of all time. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was kicked out of school. He he was friends when he was young with Albus Dumbledore. That is. Um, they didn't maintain that friendship. There was a falling out. The but the duel between uh, Grindelwald and Dumbledore is one of the most famous wizarding battles of all time, oh, and that and it's that's, one that's talked about. And, it. and I believe that's where Dumbledore wins the Elder Wand from him. Mm. Um, hmm. Grindelwald stole the Elder Wand. Um, before uh, you know who, um, uh, Grindelwald Ray was, Fiennes. Known, was known as. The uh, he was like the, the one the Dark Lord. He was the scariest bad guy. Oh, okay. he actually um he apparently he came up with the whole idea of Horcruxes, which if if you haven't seen the films, you have no idea. But it's splitting your soul apart and attaching it to objects, so you can't truly die unless those objects are destroyed. Dope. Uh, and to do that, Neat. you actually yeah, it's like being a lich kind Neat. of sort of. And and to do that properly, you actually have to like kill someone. So you have to commit murder to be able to fracture your soul that way, and then attach it to things so that's sort of a broken heart oh my god basically so unreal so grindelwald's the one that came up with that and that's how voldemort figured out busted soul not a Uh, not so much broken heart i know yeah fractured soul i was trying to make it poetic (laughs) i guess broken Broken souls (laughs) um so what do you guys think sequels look like to these you know like speaking of this history um like five movies i doubt that that's really 
I don't know about that, but well, now what? Now, what? Do, what? Do, where does this go? It's going to follow the story of Grindelwald, so, probably. Well, it's going to do some Grindelwald stuff, but it's also I hope because I hope they hold off on the Grindelwald. Like they're going to try to imprison him, so maybe we don't see him for the next movie. But maybe Scamander's proven himself to the Yankees, so they're going to like let him travel around. So it's Men in Black, the U.S. It's kind of Men in Black. Well, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. pretty sure the phoenix that Dumbledore has was a gift from Scamander. So I would love to see a him movie about back. him trying to go and get a phoenix or something like that. I, 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 want, yeah. I want the Fantastic Beasts to still be... Well, the naming for, convention is going to be that, right? It's going to be Fantastic Beasts in the Last Crusade, Fantastic Beasts in the Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Fantastic Beasts uh, in the Temple of Doom, Fantastic Beasts in the Crystal Skull, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts in Beast, Force Awakens, Judgment Day. Yeah, it'll be Fantastic Beasts and something. Fantastic Beasts versus <clears throat> Predator. So I think Where to Find Them is a misleading title because there's a textbook called that. That's the book that he eventually, his, his journal turns into. Right? And the movie we watch isn't about, you would think it's about, hey, how did he come to be inspired and what was the final, how did he come to write that book? That's not what the movie's about. No, this movie is about setting up the Fantastic Beasts franchise. And his book is just in the background. Hey, I studied all these creatures and had this adventure with Colin Farrell. And now I have to find them in New York. Right? Yeah, because I accidentally let them out. <laughs> like, so it's more like Home Alone. What? No, it's more like they get, they get lost loose. in New York, you know? No, it's more like Jumanji? Yes. Yeah, no. okay. It's more, like, uh, it's more like the ostrich running through Central Park got some giggles. I thought that was great. Ostriches just look ridiculous. <laughs> like when <laughs> they're he's all leg. When he's just running through the, the over the bridge they, and shit. They're deceptively quick. <clears throat> yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, guys, what do you? Any final thought? What do you give in this movie? Like, let's let's wrap this up. So even though I don't necessarily love the Harry Potter universe, I do have to admit that this was a good movie. It is, right? It was really fun, and it was well-written. Go in with it low well expectations, acted. though. Uh, I don't agree with uh, Scott's uh, disconnect with uh, Newt. I, I like the character of Newt's commander, so take that for what it's worth. Um, this movie is going to get an 8 from me. Ooh, yeah. that's quite high. Yeah. It's a good movie. Well, you know, for all of my criticism, I'm actually right there with you. Because it is, it is a good movie. I was entertained. And man, but if it didn't have that love story, it would be a lower score. That is such a pure, fun thing to watch. Just these two charming people get along so well. And I agree. It's and so... It, I, I was moved almost to tears with how sweet and endearing... That one and, and sincere yes. that whole relationship is. And how about Newt and Tina when at the when they're he's leaving and he says like you know, that whole back and forth where he's like, Can I uh send you a copy send you book? a copy of my book? And she's like, I'd like that and he's like, Could I can I could I bring you a copy of my book? And you know, obviously they're both and then when she walks away and she does the little hop and like he like has to stop on the thing. That's really sweet. Yeah. The odd yeah. Bo- the oddballs have connected. And yeah. It's a nice show, don't tell, right? There's a lot of unspoken stuff going on there. Totally, totally. And I, I thought that the, the, the final scene, that you could have ended on that sequence, right? You could have ended on Newt walking up the little gangplank or whatever onto the boat, and then uh, Tina walking away into the distance, and then the camera pulls up, and we're good, and cut her away. But we actually, then we go to Kowalski's. 
We get the bakery. We get the bakery. We get such a good. And there's a huge lineup. It's jammed in there. It's packed. It's the best bakery in town. Bustling. Did you see how dope his truck was? Like he's got those delivery trucks that are all shiny. Did not. There's a sick looking Kowalski pastry delivery truck right up front. His business is good. And Kowalski's Queenie comes in. And she just bats her eyelashes at him. Well, wait. The, the, what do the pastries look like in this well, Kowalski's? they look like a heptopods, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought every single thing about that was so sincere. None of it felt forced. And yeah. I, I, more than anything else in this whole movie universe, I want to know about Queenie and, and Jacob's yeah, she, Kowal- relationship. Queenie's going to break the rules and mingle with muggles. Yeah. And that's going to be interesting to see. I give this movie a seven and a half. Nice. I can't go eight. Uh, I wish I could. I that's just a, can't. That's a high score for Scott. For me. In this yeah. genre, I got to say. Um, that's our review of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. We, we recommend this highly. It's, just, it's a fun movie to go see. Go totally. in with the Don't lowest. Don't take young children, though, because no, the obscurial is scary as yeah. hell. We didn't talk about how fucking dope that looks. It looks amazing. Ezra Miller's it's dumb and ki- bad. Yeah, he's weird, but the effect of this creature is just devastating when it destroys things, and it's just chaos it's overwhelming Actually, how how chaotic it looks yeah well, one thing we didn't talk much about was the new salem church like the oh, yeah did what was the point of that i don't really know it didn't really work for me new yeah. salem church being well that's where Samantha, ezra was samantha morton's character oh, she's the like president she's trying to sort of head find or whatever. find the witches that are she's trying to start anymore. witch hunts and stuff yeah it was it didn't odd. work for me no didn't work like, for me. It seemed very shoehorned. As, as, as you said, you knew it was Ezra Miller pretty much right off the bat, right? Yeah, the way he would always like, st- yeah, stand in the back. And I'm just... all brooding over here. Mm, look at how weird yeah. I am and pale. I might <laughs> cut my hair with a bowl. Um, <laughs> Fantastic Beasts is playing in wide release. If you see it and agree or disagree with our takes, let us know. Verticalviewing at gmail.com, everybody. Yes, please I, uh, let uh, us know what you think, whether you agree, disagree, mm-hmm. and let us know if you're excited for the the franchise that this is building. I'm not. You're not. You're not. I am only if it's just the Jacob and Jacob and Queenie. If it's Jacob fantastic, and Queenie, you want more Horowitz? Fantastic beats and Queenie and Jacob. Fantastic, fantastic beats. Fantastic beats by Dre. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that should do it. Uh, next week we are reviewing Manchester by the Sea. Red is not into this one because it's really sad. I'm sensitive. I know you are. This so movie, I cry easy, is apparently tour de force. Casey Affleck just just swinging for the fences and then hitting it like into another city and hitting it over their home run wall, like like it's double Grand Slam shit. Bam. Yeah, he's apparently shooting like just automatic best actor. Hmm. Yeah. Manchester by the Sea. I don't know. We could do Allied. I don't know. Let us know. Verticalviewing at gmail.com. What do you want us to do? Well, as I've said off mic, I'm going to do a mini review of Moana. That's also coming out. I think we have to talk about that one, too. That is also being released. It's it's getting packed, I'm going to see it. It's getting packed. I'll bring my hot it's take. A busy time of year. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll break up and release little tiny mini reviews. It's all fun, right? Divide and conquer, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Try something novel. Send people out. We'll see. Into the we'll into the see. wilds. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott Wilson BC. That's with two L's. Two. Mm-hmm. You, well, know, you know. You uh, know. I'm also on Twitter. 
Did you know that? Oh, what is it? Oh, I'm Jared oh. at Jared underscore Sardin. Nice one. Uh, How about you, Michael? I am on Twitter. <laughs> Michael Arlin, right? My, at Michael Arlin. That's right. We're also on Twitter at Vertical Viewing, on Instagram at Vertical Viewing, Vertical Viewing at gmail.com, Vertical Viewing.com. LimeWire. No, not yet. We're getting there soon, though. Oh, that's takes a long time. LimeWire is too new for us to be on right now. Yeah, we are on PayPal, though. We appreciate uh, any donations that you guys want to give. The show is always going to be free, but you can go to verticalviewing.com. You can click that donate button. You can help really, us. Really shiny. Offset the cost of seeing movies putting on the show. Planting the flag. We plant the flag. Yeah, where do we, like... On in the, your in your heart, ah, in your ear holes. I was That's talking about sharp sticking and, flags in your. Um, we're brain. not going to do I, I that. I was talking about your server space, but you guys went in a weird direction. With we it. don't want to stab your ears. We stick flags in your brain. Through That's illegal. Probably, also, right? also uh, in parts of the internet. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> click that donate button. It helps us do everything. We appreciate anything you can do. Uh, but always, the show will be free. No no Casper ads. Fuck Casper, actually. Stop saying Casper. <laughs> no, don't you dare buy a Casper mattress. Don't. Like, don't do it. But they're inexpensive <laughs> and incredibly comfortable. I saw a truck the other day in, like, Burnaby, so I didn't even know they had them in mm-hmm. Canada. Yeah. Right here. Uh, yeah. I think that should do it, right, everybody? I think. Go to iTunes. Leave us your best Philly cheesesteak recipe mm. those melty things will blow your head off uh make sure that when you put them in a plastic in a sorry a brown paper bag they make the bag clear like super like super C- greasy see-through can't wait to take some zantac and eat oh. that <laughs> itunes leave us that five-star review just search vertical viewing you know you want to uh, any final thoughts guys mm. yeah no um, well, you know, it's funny you should ask, because I thought it was interesting in this film how, uh, at near the climax, the, uh, quote-unquote Thunderbird, if you will, uh, actually did what I like to, What, uh, what do you mean? He kept it vertical or something? Oh! Yeah. I steal it every time. Shit. Whatever that means.